welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, let's just call it Mindful Monday. You thought you had the answers, so the quiz was no surprise. But when they didn't match up, what are you to surmise? It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Feelings get hurt when you're on the big stage. Some built for the trenches, others just get played. Hype gets checked when wrong decisions are made. Sorry, Charlie. It's too late to get saved. It's mind to mind for Monday, y'all. It's always about the little things. Overlook no one. Let's get it cracking. Let's go. All right. Let's jump right into it on a Monday. Monday afternoon. With the quick hits. First big thing in sports. The fight. On Saturday, Tank Davis against Ryan Garcia. And I must say, as a fight fan, and uh, it, the fight was boring. But nothing in the fight that happened surprised me. Uh, Ryan Garcia's hype machine derailed. And I'm glad it happened because these guys hiding behind their Instagram followers and how many fans they got, it has to stop. And the beginning was Saturday night when Tank stopped Ryan Garcia. Ryan wrote... Checks with his mouth that his ass just couldn't couldn't cash. He quit. Point blank, plain and simple. He quit. You're a boxer. You don't take a knee. Danny Garcia put put it in perfect perfect perspective after the fight. He said, "We don't train to take knees." You could tell he was out of it. And then, of course, you know, there's no use to crying over spilt milk. Now, if if the well, after the fight was over, it just came out said. You know, the better man won. I would have had more respect for him. But what's the first thing out of his mouth? Well, the dehydration clause. I mean, I'm not saying nothing about it, but the dehydration clause, I didn't feel like myself. Well, guess what? You agreed to the fight, buddy. You agreed for the fight. Ryan Garcia didn't have anything on his resume that should have put him in the ring with Tank other than just to shut him up. The fight should have been done a long time ago so we could we could get this over with. Like I said, he's talented. But he doesn't know if he want to be a boxer yet or not. Let's go to Tank. Like I said, he did what he was supposed to do. Like I said, I thought he was going to get him out of there in eight. He got him out of there in seven. But come on, Tank. Sorry, you are not the face of boxing. That was almost funny. There's nothing in your resume that says you be should be the face of boxing. First of all, you have no belts. The two you had, you vacated. I don't know what that was all about. You beat Leo Santa Cruz at 130, you vacated. You beat Barrios at 140, you vacated. What, you don't like straps or you down for this imaginary crown that you're supposed to have? Don't become part of the hype train. Like I, I keep telling people, Tank is very talented. He is not special. Not special. And In all actuality, this fight accomplished nothing for the 135 Division. Absolutely nothing. And everybody wants to say, oh, it was great. No, it was not. What were you watching? Like I said, it was Tank stalking him, him trying to put up a little little bit of a fight, scared to get hit. And finally he got hit. And then him quitting. He went to one knee. Boxers are supposed to go out on their shield. He has no shield. He should have got up. And I mean, if Tank knocked him out, I would have had more respect for him. Boxers around the world would have more respect for him. But he took the easy way out. Like I said, son, you might want to think about another career. Moving on. 
in the NBA a little bit. Uh, my man Victor Oladipo from the DMV suffered another knee injury in the playoff game yesterday. We wish Victor well. He had a long rehab trying to come back. He was an all-star player until he started having those knee problems, and it was sad to see him go down yesterday. So prayers are with Victor and hope he gets well soon. He says he's not retiring, and he's going to get back into the, the rehab swing of things, and we should see him next year. Then we got uh, Julius Randle. Julius has a little has a knee injury, and he hasn't been playing well. I mean, he goes through spurts where he doesn't just doesn't play well. Period. But yesterday was no different with the injury. Then he couldn't throw it in the ocean. He got benched. I mean, Thibodeau had to do what he had to do. He got benched. He is not the guy anymore. Jalen Brunson's team now. If you didn't know, now you know. So he got benched, and then he walked out on a press conference. Not professional at all. And you know you're in the Big Apple, so you're going to take the brunt for it. But like I said, we're in a me, me, me culture. They won the game, and he's pouting because they took him out of the game. I guess they, they, those, they're not supposed to win unless he's in the game. Wrong way to go, Julius. And your teammates are going to be looking at you sideways if they if they not already. That's all I'm saying. Then we got this whole thing with LeBron James and Dylan Brooks. Oh, LeBron is the 20 years in. I don't know why Dylan Brooks is trying to get into his head. Well, you all got it wrong. Dylan Brooks is in his head. Why else would he go approach him before the game? Let me tell you how that conversation went. He walked over to Dylan Brooks and said, man, why do you want to talk about me? And Dylan was like, because I want to. Well, man, it's not a good idea. Dylan, so? That was it. Nobody's scared of LeBron James to keep telling him and him doing stuff like that. If you're the so-called king, why would you approach him? Why would you approach him? If he's not in your head, why would you approach him? Intimidation factor? Man, like I said, you're not intimidating. You're a big guy, but nobody's intimidated by you. And like I said, as far as fighting go, I'm, I'll take Dylan. But the thought that, oh, he can't get into LeBron's head, it's been proven you can get into LeBron's head. And him walking over to Dylan before the game just validated it. If he's up there in the palace looking down on the peasants, why would you get in the elevator and come down and talk to one of the peasants if you're the king? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's in that head, and that series is not over yet. Then, good news, even though the Phoenix Clippers series is, is on a downslide because you have no Paul George, now you have no Kawhi Leonard, the return of Brody. Russell Westbrook is balling. Despite all the pundits that want to put him in a box, say he can't play. Like, let me let me give y'all a little 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 bit of information. Russell Westbrook is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He broke the the, the triple double use guy so covet that Jokic has won two back to back MVPs. He averaged it for three years. Now, in the last two years, because he's been moved a lot, he hasn't had a team to, to suit uh, what he does. He can't play basketball. He accepted six-man role and came off the bench for the Lakers and was balling. That still wasn't enough. Well, if you didn't watch the game, the last game, Brody dropped 37. Brody. He's not washed up. Now, what's you punning to get off it? Just because you have a narrative, just because he doesn't like the media, I wish you guys would get off it. Because I don't remember seeing none of you guys on the court or playing or any of that or going to the Hall of Fame. 
So take this with a grain of salt. Shut up. Keep doing what you're doing, Brody. I love it. Then we're going to move on to the Colorado spring game, which was sold out. Coach Brown down in Colorado doing his thing. But there's a downside to it. I mean, the haters are out. Matt Rule, among other coaches, are coming out, speaking about whatever they're talking about, about Coach Prime. The recruits, some of his recruits, some of his top guys are jumping in the transfer portal. Now, this goes two ways. Prime is getting all the exposure. He's getting the guys to come in. But these kids are businessmen, too. And he's teaching that. You got to do what's best for you in, in any situation. And these kids are coming into Colorado, getting the exposure they want. And then they're going to the college that they really wanted to go to. Because, yeah, it's cold in Boulder. Now, if it was Florida, we'd be talking about a different thing. That's one of the pitfalls that Coach Prime is going to have to put up with. It's cold in Boulder. It's cold. We about to end the spring and summer. It's cold. So these guys are taking off. Uh, some of the big names, I didn't understand it. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's all got to be about marketing and them going where they wanted to go. And then again, some of these kids nowadays, Coach Prime is old school, and they just can't handle the old school ways. And there you have it in a nutshell. Moving on. Okay, enough with the quick hits. We're going to step into the NFL. You know, draft is coming up on Thursday. What's going to happen? Uh, first, I got a couple things about the NFL I got to get off my chest. They're back to downplaying the black quarterback again. The point is, it's not that I'm trying to make everything racial, but it's the simple fact is these organizations, they don't want a black quarterback being the face of the franchise. They don't. They don't. But I got news for you. It's going to be a problem. Because out of the 32 teams, half of the quarterbacks are black now. Even in the, in the uh, college season coming up, I mean, pick – the white quarterbacks are going to be top five. You have 16 black quarterbacks that's going to start in the NFL next year. You got Dak Prescott in Dallas. You got Justin Fields in Chicago. Jordan Love in Green Bay. The Falcons, the Ritter. You got the 49ers. They're talking about Purdy, but he's not going to be ready for the season to start. So it's, he probably is going to be Trey Lance. Then you have Seahawks, Geno. The Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray. You got Miami with Tua. You got the Ravens, Lamar. Even if Lamar doesn't start, his backup is a black man. Tyler Huntley, Browns, Deshaun, the Texans. Whoever they, if they draft a quarterback, he's going to be black. Then you have the Colts. If they draft a quarterback, he's going to be black. Then you have the Broncos with Russ. And then the Chiefs with Patty Mahomes. So half of the quarterbacks in the league are black. So they can cut out this Colin Cowherd, can get off his soapbox working for the owners. The guys coming down the pipe are black quarterbacks. And I'm like, I, I want to know who made up the, you know, the, the stat sheet for what a quarterback has to be. Well, you can throw it away because the new age quarterback is black. He's dual, dual threat. He can throw it. He can run it. Learn to love it because it's what's going on, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. That's all I'm saying. In question, Bryce Young. All of a sudden, he's too small. He's been the, the, the trigger man for the top program in college 
football for the last three years. But all of a sudden, he's too small. He's going to be playing against the same guys he tore up when he was in uh, uh, college. Same guys. But all of a sudden, he got small. Yes, and I know there's a jump from college to pro, but it's not going to be that much of a jump. Because like I said, he are, most of the top picks, he's already played against them. He has a national championship. So what does size have to do with it? Size only has to do with it when it's a black quarterback. They drafted guys way smaller than him. So we're not going to get into that. Now, C.J. Stroud, the, the knock on C.J. is that, first of all, he's Ohio State quarterback. They never really do well in the, in the league. And that he doesn't have enough wiggle in his game. He's great throwing the football. But now, all of a sudden, oh, if he can't run, we don't want him. Crazy. And then Richardson out of Florida, they like Richardson. You know why they like Richardson? Because he's a project. You don't have to worry about him going to a team and starting right away. So don't have to worry about him. He's safe. They don't have to give him too much credence because they don't see him going anywhere and starting. If you're, if you're penciled in to be a backup, that's okay. But you just can't be a starter because all of a sudden they're going to find something wrong with you. Then you have Herndon Hooker. Who, if he wasn't hurt, I think he he'd be up there higher, even over Stroud. I'm hoping the Cowboys do the right thing and get him, but we gonna see. Now we're gonna go to the draft talk. What they're saying? They're saying first of all that the Texans might not draft a quarterback, and that would be asinine because nobody's doing anything with Dave, Davis Mills pulling the trick. But D'Amico is a defensive guy. And he's been here. He's played in the city. He's won division titles. And they're trying to replace J.J. Watt. So Mr. Carter, the defensive end for Georgia, might be on the board. But I'm telling you, everybody in the city is like they need a trigger man. And them going defense would not be a good idea. But worst things in this city has happened. You remember what happened to Deshaun Watson. That's all I'm saying. Then, if Bryce goes number one, Will the Colts draft C.J. Stroud? I just alluded to the good old boy network, not wanting a black quarterback to be the face of the other team or, or, or the franchise. So that's another question for you to ponder. Then the Seahawks, the Seahawks will take defensive end Carter from Georgia. If he's there at five, old Pete's going to take him. That's pretty much written in stone. Nobody else is coming off of that, but we, we'll see what happens. The other talk is the Falcons are set to take Texas running back, uh, Bijan Robinson, if Dallas doesn't uh, move up to, to sneak him in the deal. We'll see about that. Also, we have talks about the Titans moving on from Derrick Henry to Philly is what they're saying. That would be monstrous for the division, but I don't know why they're moving off. Derrick Henry, they have nothing else. Uh, you know, the quarterback position is not stable. Uh they, they, I don't know what they would get for him, but they need a lot of players at this point. So they, they almost they like a, a step away from a rebuild. But I think they got enough talent to make another run in their division. But no further than that, uh, but we'll see. Then we have the Aaron Rodgers saga still going on. The thing is that he only wants to play one year, not two, for $50 million. Nobody's gonna pay you fifty million for one year, especially in New York. If you're not coming in to work out with the with the uh, the youngsters, the talk is San Francisco wants to talk to Aaron Rodgers. The deal is not inked yet, and the draft is on Thursday. 
what's gonna happen we gonna see and last will Lamar be in a Ravens uniform next year I really don't know but they don't get this thing squared away and like I said I'm a Cowboys fan but if they don't get the thing straight commanders come on go ahead and pull up get Lamar let the brother do his thing hey DMV stand up home is home I'm still a Cowboys fan, but I love to see Lamar in a division. It'll just make us stronger. That's all I'm saying. Now we're moving on to the hot topic. What's going on in the NBA? I just got some, also some, like I said, it's mindful Monday. I got some things I want to get off my chest about the NBA. First of all, these refs, these egomaniacs, they need to stop with these calls. These, I'm like, you're throwing the guys out that shouldn't be thrown out and keeping the guys in the game that should be thrown out. And then these actors, these players, these Academy Award winning actors, LeBron James, Sabonis, Draymond, Brooks. Come on, stop it. Every time you touch LeBron, he's six foot nine, 260 pounds, and he falls to the ground like he got a hangnail every time somebody comes close to him. Sabonis, the whole thing. He should have got thrown out with Draymond because he did twist a man's foot. You're too big to be crying like that. You would have swore he got shot when he was on the ground. And Draymond's just being Draymond. He shouldn't have got thrown out for the other game, I don't think. I mean, but he is what he is. But the theatrics are over the top and point blank. I mean, I know what he has to do to, uh, to, to energize his team and everything. But it's just too over the top. It's been too much for too long, and I'm tired of seeing it. Turn the page. And then Dylan Brooks, I'm not mad at Dylan because Dylan has to do what he has to do for his team to win with them being down three uh, major players in, in the in the series. But, I mean, if you're going to talk, talk, talk it, brother. Talk it. Get, in that, get on that nerves, get in his ear. Do what you got to do. Talk it. Don't back down just because these media pundits, because they don't know what's going on. Talk that talk, young man. That's what it's all about. Talk that talk. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. If you can stand up there and talk it while you're winning, you should be able to stand up there and talk it while you're losing. Do it. Love it. Then these players, can we please stop all the crying after every shot? There's no hand checking in the league, but you're going to get touched. These guys cry after every call. I've... Every game after the guy misses a shot, his hands are in the air and he's looking at the official. Stop it. If I'm the coach, I'm finding you if you talk to the refs. How about that? Stop talking to the refs and play ball. Play ball through contact. This is not flag football. Basketball is a physical sport if you didn't know. Cut it out. It's, I mean, the high school kids behave better. And last but not least, these pundits, with all all they talk about is, well, experience, experience. You know why they always talk about experience, especially when it pertains to the Golden State Warriors against the Kings? You know why they always talk about experience? Because they can't break down the other team that doesn't have the experience and tell you why they're in the position that they're in, whether they're winning or losing. Oh, they've got experience. Okay, they got experience. Break it down. Tell me what that entails. He's been in how many playoff games? How many big game-winning shots he's made? They can't tell you. 
They just like to throw words out there like so you have to figure it out. I mean, it's ridiculous. Just shut up and let them play. The guys that got experience once didn't have experience, and now they won. So it ain't all about experience all the time. It's about want. It's about situation. It's about do you have the balls to get it done? Point blank, period. And if you ever played any sport, you already know that. But these guys haven't, so I'm just I'm just wasting time talking about them. Now we're gonna break get into these series. Real tough. The Bucks and the Heat. The Heat are up two to one. Giannis went out with the hip pointer. He'll be back. But I don't know what's going on with Miami. They found a fountain of youth. I mean, the Bucks are deep enough to win this series without Giannis. I don't know if they're just tired. Coach Bud is making the wrong reads or what have you. But they still talent enough to beat the Heat without Giannis. But when he, Giannis comes back the next game, how much is he going to be limited? I don't think he's going to be going coast to coast and, and all that. But we'll see. You know, the hip and the back. When you're playing if the thing tightens up, you know, you're no good. But like I said, I still think the Bucks are deep enough to beat the Heat. But right now, they just look average. And then on the Heat side, where has Duncan Robinson been? I mean, Tyler Hero was the man coming off the bench for him, but they gave Duncan Robinson all that money, and he's not even in the rotation. Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry are playing in front of him. And it's like he can't get off the bench. I mean, did he somehow work his way into the doghouse? He comes in the, the last game firing, like killing it. I'm like, okay, Eric Spolstra, what's really going on? I'm like, I'm not really high on Spo as a coach. But, hey, he runs the Pat Riley system like Pat Riley would run it. So, and he he's it's paid dividends even though he had three of the best, best players in the games. Spoken coach a little bit. But what's the deal with Duncan Robinson? I mean, what, you hiding him for a rainy day or something? Now that you had to use him, and with Jimmy Butler hurting his back, we, who knows how that's going to be the next game. But I think uh, when Giannis comes back next game, he's going he to put everything back. He's going to write the ship for the Bucks. But if you're watching the games, the Heat, they just simply out-hustling the Bucks, And that's rare because, uh, you know, the fit those 50-50 balls, they usually wind up in the Bucks' hands. And like I said, they're 12 deep. The Bucks are 12. They're literally 12 deep. So we're going to see how that pans out. It's 2-1 to one right now. Uh, I don't think it'll go 7. I think the Bucks going to come back and win it four games to two. But we'll see. Then we got Boston against the Hawks. This is must-not see TV, even though the Hawks squeaked out a win the last time up. It's like I said, this is a horrible watch. Boston should have swept them. But like I said, their inconsistencies behind the three. They live by the three, die by the three. It's as simple as that. The next game will be the Hawks' last game. And then trading, the, the talk about Trey Young being traded is not the answer. Uh, I'm sure some moves will be made into the off team, off season because it's not the team. It's not the way that uh, Quinn Snyder wants to play. I can see a lot of guys being moved around. And, like, some of the moves the Hawks made before they got Quinn there, I think he, the team would have been better if they had left as is and got Quinn in there. I think he could have worked some, some of his magic. But right now, they're on the way out. They're down 3-1. to one. Now, the 76ers in the Brooklyn, it was a sweep. I mean, Brooklyn was shorthanded. 
the old series. They have no star. They have a lot of good players. Let's talk about Mr. Joel Embiid. Mr. Crybaby wants to be the MVP. That shouldn't be your number one priority. But I hope he gets it this year so he can shut up because he's not getting anything else. But he has a knee problem right now, so he's been supposed to have been out the last two games. Lies and garbage. Let me tell you what happened. Embiid was supposed to be thrown out that game where he kicked the guy. He was supposed to be thrown out. The league didn't throw him out. So all of a sudden, he came up with this phantom knee problem. Adam Silver, we know what you're doing, man. Come on. Get these refs in line. We're watching. We have eyes. We can see. Don't be throwing guys out just because they stars. Some stars you want to protect and some stars you want to get out of the game. Embiid should have been tossed. And he wasn't hurt. You can say what you want. He wasn't hurt. Adam Silver made that call. I'm like, you got to sit out a couple games because they missed the ball. They, they messed it up. Moving on. We got the Cavs and the Knicks. Physical series. The Knicks are up 3-1, to one, but I said it when the series started. The physicality is a problem for the Cavs. And young Evan Mobley, I said he had to come of age, and he has not. Uh, for Not for lack of trying. He, he's been trying to. And, and the most obvious thing I've been telling you for years, even when he was at Utah, Donovan Mitchell is not a number one. He's not a franchise guy. He's not a Batman. He's a Robin. He has Batman tendencies, but he's a Robin. And Brunson is perfect for Tom Thibodeau's system. Uh, Brunson is basically Derrick Rose without the hops. He does the same thing. Once he gets into the paint, I mean, that's his office. He, got, he's, he does the same move to both sides. Why people haven't figured it out, I don't know. He can hit an open jump shot. He's seasoned. His dad was a pro. So he knows how to play the game. But like I said, for Tom Thibodeau's system, he is perfect. Remember Derrick Rose before the knee injury? Like I said, Brunson is Derrick Rose without the the hops and a super athleticism. He gets in the paint and disrupts things the same way. Sorry, Cavs, but it won't be this year. The Knicks might not win the next game, but I can see them getting getting them out of there in six. Okay, we're going to... Uh, rocket into the West, the Denver versus Minnesota. Denver's finally up three to one, even though they lost last night. Another series that you don't have to see. They're both uninterested. Jokic, the MVP, the two-time MVP, has pedestrian numbers. Jamal Murray's back to being Jamal Murray, although I still haven't seen him play back to back yet. And Anthony Edwards, if you're smart, when your rookie contract is over, you'll get out of town. Nothing happens in Minnesota. It's where people' careers go to go to die. Carl Anthony Towns is a waste. They need to ship him. They need to move him to. They need to stop hiring coaches from within because it hasn't worked in 15 years. Stop. Revamp the whole thing. Get some players in there with, with, that want to do something. It's just terrible. And I, I can't. I can't watch this series. It's unwatchable. Then we're going to go to the aforementioned Lakers against the Grizzlies. Lakers are up 2-1, to one and they're acting like this thing is over. This thing is not over. Memphis is on you without having three of their best players. Well, Ja came back and dropped 45, and they still they were losing by 30-plus, but they cut it down. If, he had, if Ja had had a little bit of help Sunday, they could have won this game. But the Lakers are acting like it's over because they're up 2-1. to one. Guess what? It's not over. It is not over by a long shot. 
Memphis, just I've been begging you all year, even with being behind the eight ball, just shut up and play. When you guys just shut up and play, you play great team basketball. And that's what you're going to need to win this series. Because Ty Jones, if you got Ty Jones run at the helm and you put Ja at the two, it doesn't matter who's in the front court, you got a chance. All you got to do is play team basketball. The Lakers will self-destruct themselves. They will self-destruct themselves. You had Anthony Davis had a dominant game. You were still in the game. LeBron did what he, he normally does. You were still in the game. The others didn't really get off. I mean, they beat you guys, but you were in the game in the end. So the band of cast of Mary men need to rally behind y'all. If you can keep it close and get them the ball at the end, you have a chance. I'm picking, I'm picking Memphis tonight. So Lakers, it ain't over. And then we have the Kings against the Golden State Warriors. Probably the best series. I wish this could be the NBA Finals because that's what it, that's what it's like. It hasn't been a dull game yet. Yet, but yesterday, both sides cracked under the pressure. Both sides. Steph called a timeout when they didn't have any. Steve Kerr tried to take uh, the blame for it. He, he he did a Chris Webber. He called a timeout. They didn't have any timeouts, which gave uh, the Kings what they needed to get back in the game. But my man De'Aaron Fox voted to cut. Clutch player of the year in the fourth quarter, he cracked. And then Mike Brown cracked because the three possessions before they came down to win the game were horrible. After the second one, he should have called a timeout and got them together. De'Aaron Fox, you voted the clutch player of the year in the fourth quarter. You do not give up the basketball with the game on the line. I don't care who's on you. We ain't into making that correct play. We into killing, slaying the giant. You are David. They are alive. Get that slingshot out, son. Stop giving the ball up. They, they like down the stretch, they were horrible yesterday. I mean, young and inexperienced, yeah, whatever. You got to want that. I seen the fear in your eyes, son. You have to want that on the road, at home. It don't matter. But you got to want that. That's all I'm saying. And then Sabonis, Sabonis, you need to stop hesitating, son. Stop hesitating. Looney cannot stop you. You're at if he backs off of you, you get a free throw. Pull a 15 foot jumper, make him come to you. And then when he comes to you, just take him down low. You're dribbling the ball too much, and you're not taking the shot when you're supposed to take the shot. It's a mismatch. That's one of the biggest mismatches that you have. You can foul Looney out in a quarter and a half if you just go at him. Stop hesitating. And finally, Kings, if you want to win this thing, you're going to have to get the ball out of Steph's hands and transition. Stop letting him come down with the ball in his hands and pull up. Make him run off screens all day long. Yeah, he's got great cardio and he's not going to get tired. Make him run off screens all day. Do not let him come down. Don't let him come down in rhythm and pull up. When he crosses half court, make him give it up. Every time Clay is dynamic and Clay can hit the shot, but Clay is not as active as, as Steph is. Clay likes to be sitting still when he gets that, when he gets the pill. Steph likes to move. Make him give it up as soon as he crosses half court. And I saw him pull up in rhythm time and time again on Sunday. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mike, you're supposed to be the defensive coach. Come on, guy. Let's get it together. 
It's it's two two. Let's see what's gonna happen. In the last series, we got Phoenix against the Clippers. Like I said, uh, the Clippers are shorthanded with PG thirteen being out and Kawhi with his never ending knee problems. And like I said, the Phoenix has been winning, but I haven't liked the way they've been winning. I don't know, Monty's having flashbacks to when he was with Pop in San Antonio or whatever, but no shade to book. But like I said, KD stepped out yesterday. They're not winning anything with Devin Booker being the number one. Yesterday, although it be by one point, Kevin stepped up. He was the leading scorer, and he led by example. Like I said, no shade to book, but he he forces things a little too much. Patience, young man. Patience. And I still... I'm not understanding why T.J. Warren or Terrence Ross haven't got off the bench, and he's still playing those other two guys. So, Corgi, number two, um, Toy Craig, I mean, he, he's pretty good. But Kogi, number two, why is he playing? Why is he playing? Why is Shamit off the bench before Terrence Ross? That's what I'm trying to understand. And like I said, the Clips, they're at a disadvantage. No Kawhi, no P.G., it's just Brody. It's just Brody. Norman Powell didn't show up for him the other night, so it's an uphill battle. It's already uh, 3-1. I don't think they're going to last another game. Sad to say, but that's all I got for the NBA. We're going to close on some boxing. Let's finish it off. This is what we know in the boxing round. This is what we know. Ryan Garcia, wild talented. All hype team. Basically, you need to fight somebody to improve your resume or get out of the sport. Going to 140 doesn't cure anything. There's nobody there. The only people there are Teofimo, because like I said, you don't know what's Teofimo you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get the psycho or the real fighter. Who knows? And then you have Pagoyas, which he can't go anywhere because those killers that are, that are at 147, namely Spence, Crawford, and Boots Ennis. So there's really nobody at 140. And like as far as Tank goes, like I said, Tank is a talent fighter, but there's nothing nothing special about him. Definitely not the face of boxing, as I said again. You got to see a couple of guys if you want that title. Canelo, Spence, Crawford, and Mr. Undisputed in your division, Devin the Dream Haney. Now what's happening is, they're all waiting to see what happens between Devin Haney and Lomachenko. Because if Devin retires Lomachenko, he's already in a catbird seat. He's undisputed at 135, but he's getting his man body. It's hard for him to make 135, but he wants to make this money before he gets out of division. Tank and all those other guys are trying to wait him out. It's strap season, fellas. And Devin has all the straps. So what are you fighting for, this mythical crown? Or do you want the belts? You can call yourself, you know, face a box and all you want. You don't have the straps. Haney has all of them. And Shakur Stevenson is coming. So, when Devin retires Lomachenko, Tank is put up or shut up. You're going to have to get in the ring with the sniper. And like I said, Devin, if all goes to plan, he'll close out his 135 career fighting Shakur Stevenson for all the straps. By then... Tank Davis will be a footnote. He's going to have to move up to 140 or hope that Spence and Crawford and those boys are gone. But that's pretty much it for boxing. 
like I said, if the Spence Crawford fight doesn't get made this year at 147, we're probably going to see them at 154 in a next year. But they got to fight this year, or Spence is not going to be able to make 147 after this year. So I see them fighting at 154. Uh, the Charlotte brothers go ahead and clear it out because when they come up, your career is over. And I think even you know that. You're talking about you don't want to fight your stable mate. Well, buddy, Earl Spence is not coming up there to be your friend. If he comes up there, you either vacate or he's taking it from you. That's all I'm saying. But, in the, and I, and, but with all that being said, Spence Crawford is the major fight. But I think Spence is going to be the guy, the guy to retire Canelo Alvarez. Because when he comes up to 54, there's nothing for him to bypass those belts and go straight to 168 and get with Canelo. Because that's going to be the biggest fight out there if these guys at 135 don't pan out. It'll be Spence, Canelo, and, Can and Spence is going to beat him up and retire him. So I'm looking forward that, to that too. It's not written in stone, and I don't have a crystal ball, but like I said, that's what it's looking like to me. So, that's all I have on the Mindful Monday. It's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.